Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Voices of E-Learning. I'm your host, J.W. Marshall with MarketScale, and we are so glad that you have found us today. Our guest on this episode is Audrey Eau Claire. She is the Education Specialist with Soundtrap at Spotify. Audrey, how are you doing today? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I'm just so excited to have uh, Soundtrap at Spotify here. Uh, before we get into some questions, if you could give our audience just a little background on yourself and a little background on, on Soundtrap. Sure. My name is Audrey Eau Claire, and I live in Fayette, Maine. So the sirens that you're hearing in the background belong to you, not me. I'm in the middle of the country. Um, and I, I, my background is in special education and early childhood education. I left the classroom in 2016 and became a consultant. And one of the first gigs I got was with this really incredible little startup uh, called Soundtrap, which is an online recording studio where kids can make music and podcasts. And I fell in love and, um, you know, one job turned into hundreds and then turned into a full-time gig. Uh, and then a few happy years later, a little company, little known company called Spotify, <laughs> this decided to acquire us. Um, so that was kind of amazing. And so I've been working for Soundtrap at Spotify since 2017. And I get to spend my days talking to teachers about how to use this software in their classrooms to uh, really extend their learning and help students to show what they know and be creative. Um, and obviously, and I know this conversation will um, you know, sort of develop a lot more as we as we continue to talk, but the last year has um, made this you know cloud-based tool even more appropriate for learners and teachers around the world. So, hoping we get to talk lots about that. Um, I have two children and a husband and four dogs, and um, so it's it's a, a happy life we're living here, and so happy to be on this call with you. Absolutely. And we will get there, I promise. Uh, we always see how long can we go without mentioning the pandemic, and we didn't make it very far this time. Um, but let's back up pre-pandemic um, to the early days of Soundtrap, and then even 2017, 18, 19. Um, just talk about the shift that you're seeing in education pre-pandemic towards um, tools like this that are really uh, new and creative for a lot of schools and school districts. So... When I first joined the company um, at the like I mentioned, we were a tiny startup and I was like, you know, the 10th employee or something. And I was actually the first employee that didn't have a strong music background. Um, Soundtrap was created for musicians by musicians and the, you know, core group of founders and creators had no intention of it being used in the classroom. And teachers being a scrappy bunch, uh, got a hold of it and started using it in their maker spaces and in world language classes and obviously music classrooms. Um, and we won an award in 2015. We won um, best teaching and learning app um, of 2015 by the um, Librarians Association. And so at that point, they're like, oh, we're onto something here. We need to, you know, sort of not pivot because they still are 
strongly, you know, like focused on music makers, um, but they sort of like made another lane and have worked really hard and doubled down on the education market and expanded our team, which is amazingly talented um, and just beautiful. Um, and so at that time, it was interesting because everyone was talking about how Soundtrap could be used in the music classroom, the music classroom. And me with my, you know, inability to like even hum a, song, hum a tune, um, I was like, wait, wait, me and my background in special education, I was like, this is a tool for learners to be able to show what they know by speaking it, singing it, rapping it, rhyming it, um, and capturing it in this tool and sharing it with the world rather than having, um, you know, students that are either too young or um, have low written expression skills um, rather than making, making them type it or write it. Um, and so, which is generally how we measure what kids know is by what they can write or type. And so I loved the idea um, for being able to sort of beat that drum, if you will. And um, a few years later, podcasts, you know, because seriously, at that time, podcasts were not even really a thing um, as you know, people weren't really talking about podcasts in schools. And then, um, of course, we were acquired by Spotify and they are, you know, an audio first company. And as those conversations and the as those conversations started happening more. And, you know, podcasts became, um, you know, form of mainstream media and the conversations around listening comprehension and um, all of that started happening more and more. Um, you know, my message resonated a little bit better. And then we created uh, a um, transcription tool. So you are able to speak podcast, right? Uh, you're able to sort of speak your content and then transcribe it. Um, and within Soundtrap, you are not only looking at the audio, but you can then edit the audio through the text. So if I have um, the show's transcript in front of me, I can highlight a line of text and delete it or move it to another section. And not only does it change it in the text and the transcript, it manipulates and manages the audio um, as well. And it is life-changing and mind-blowing. And um, again, so I approach it from the perspective of a special education teacher who has worked my whole life to support students to be able to like capture their message um, and share it with the world. And so to be able to have those multi modes of multiple modes of input, right? Um, and output, that's pretty magical. So. Anyway, um, that brings us to, you know, I, I guess current time, um, well, 2020. And, you know, we were making great headway, having really good and powerful conversations with music teachers, of course, because, um, you know, it is online, you know, collaborative, uh, cloud-based, works across, you know, all the platforms. And um, so you and I can be working on the same project, um, either creating music or a podcast from different places in the world on different types of devices um, and never have to like set foot in the same, you know, same space, much less an expensive studio. So 
Um, so obviously that worked really well for schools and teachers. Um, and then we all left schools, right? In March of 2020, we all left the building and we, you know, the need for a tool like Soundtrap, especially for the music teachers, but just, but then all teachers. Um, and so we've had incredible success and um, incredible conversations and growth over the last year. Um, so proud for what, of what we have offered um, teachers and students and for what they've been able to accomplish and how um, even, you know, when we do return to the classroom, they are now able to sort of see, oh, wait, I still need this flexible tool. Even though I am back in the classroom, I still need my students to have access to these, you know, um, sound effects, loops, online, uh, online instruments, right? They need to be able to access those tools um, and whether they're in the classroom or not. So, um, it's just been, it's been pretty great. And we're really excited to see what comes next. And we just finished up a summit where we got to feature a lot of really cool things um, that teachers around the country are doing. So yeah, well, we shall see what next school year brings. Uh, and hopefully next school year brings um, the best of what we've learned of the online and brings that in with a hybrid or an on-site experience that um, doesn't go back to the way things were pre-pandemic in 2019, because as I often say on the show, 2019 wasn't that great for a lot of student populations that maybe didn't have as much access or uh, equity as uh, others. And so this seems like a platform that would really help in that regard as well to um, even give students the ability to make music that, that may not have instruments or may have limited access to instruments at different times of the day. Um, talk to us a little bit about how uh, you've seen this scale uh, in, in 2020 and, and going into 2021. How do you see you know, the evolution uh, progressing uh, for, uh, for everything that you guys are doing? Yeah, so really appreciate you bringing the conversation to that place about access. Um, and again, I, gen I tend to talk about access from the perspective of you know, um, accessibility and students with, with needs and struggles. And so, but I think that as long as students have an internet connected device and, um, you know, it's sort of a, a little bit of creativity and a teacher that cares. Um, I think Soundtrap is a resource and a tool that can support not just the musically inclined students or the students that need to hear their voice being heard um, or the students that are learning a new language. Um, or the podcasters, right? Like, I just feel like we are supportive and nurturing of all environments, all classrooms, all um, age levels. And, and I think that one cool thing that has happened is music teachers um, have had to be incredibly creative this year and savvy. And they have seen, you know, their entire music programs sort of like come to a screeching halt. And so the coolest conversations that I've been having this year have been with music teachers wanting to podcast with their learners. And, um, and so they know that the 5,000 pre-recorded royalty-free loops that Soundtrap offers um, 
and the you know hundreds of online instruments that are available to be played using your QWERTY keyboard or an, a MIDI keyboard um, are just exactly the tools that their students need. So that's been um, kind of a happy accident for me because normally I, the music teachers aren't having those conversations because they're <laughs> it's rehearsal season or it's you know um it, it's concert season so I feel like that's been uh, sort of a happy accident that I wasn't expecting through all of this uh and so I again I think that that's a new sort of um vein of conversation that can be happening school year 2021. Yeah, and I love you said a happy accident. Uh, there have been so many of those through this terrible pandemic, um, one of which is some students have actually uh, excelled more in the Zoom environment, the online environment. They may be more shy in person not to raise their hand, but they're chatting in or they're participating. So we're kind of seeing, is that something we can continue on in the hybrid environment, that kind of thing. But it seems like this would also be an opportunity through Soundtrap to expand students beyond band students um, to explore music, to explore sound. Um, obviously, digital, you know, sounds, DJs, things like that is, is a, an explosive form of um, art. Um, have you seen that uh, kind of silver lining come through, that students that may not have been as into music in the traditional sense with uh, lugging the tuba back and forth from home, uh, embrace Soundtrap and embrace music in a new way? A thousand times over, I've seen that happen. Um, and it's been um, it, it's been a beautiful thing to, again, like you said, we've got the traditional uses and of course Soundtrap shines there. Um, but then when um, the students that, um, you know, and I, again, I keep coming back to the conversation around social and emotional learning, right? And I feel like there, when a teacher is in the classroom, um, there's a, she only has one set of ears. Generally, it's only, or he, he or she has generally one set of ears. And so um, it's only possible for one student to be talking at a time. And I feel like Soundtrap allows that same teacher to multiply their efforts. And so, and especially in the area of social and emotional learning, I've been talking a ton about um, this lesson that was shared um, from a teacher uh, named Sarah Ahmed, who she tends to do it um, on paper, you know, and anytime something big happens in the news, she does this great lesson called what's in your news. And that is, you know, she asks a series of four questions, you know, what was in your news? How did that feel? How does your identity shape that the way that you carry that news? And also um, the, the final question is, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, what are you going to take for action, um, meaningful, safe action? And so I love the possible, I, I love what that lesson could bring to a classroom. So then what I did is I took that same lesson and I thought, you know, how might we use this in Soundtrap and sort of extend that and have it be strictly online if I can't be face to face with my kids um, on a day after big news happens? Um, how can I use this tool to really uh, 
support them in, in an incredibly tough time. And so went through and sort of asked the same questions, recorded my voice asking those same questions. But then I also challenged the students to um, go through the loop library. And, and as I mentioned, there's like 5,000 pre-recorded loops, um, just tons of instruments and sounds and ask the students to find or select a loop that matched what their news was, what was in their news, what that made them feel like, what their identity was and what their action was. So we just really sort of helped them to um, sit, sit with their thoughts for a bit, right? And attach um, music as emotion. And um, so I think that those types of opportunities and being able to then pass that to all of my students at once, and then best of all, being able to hear from all 25 of my students um, what that what their thoughts and feelings were. And I get to listen on my own time, right? I collect it. I listen to it on my commute home or since there is no commute on my walk around the block. Um, so I think that those are um, some really great ways of uh, focusing on not what was, but focusing on what is and how what is might even be better, especially for those students that need multiple repetitions, need to be able to collect their thoughts or hear the directions again and again and again, right? Um, so having the opportunity to multiply the teacher's efforts um, is just really beautiful. When we talk a lot on the podcast about um, the new voices that the pandemic has, has given us another silver lining. Parents have a lot bigger voice than they did before because they've been in the teacher's shoes to some degree. Uh, but really, students have had more of a voice. Uh, educators are asking students what's working and not working because there's so much change that, that they're leaning into, you know, the student opinions. But Soundtrap is literally giving the students a voice, their own voice, helping them find their own voice, which I think is maybe the most exciting of all is they're getting that experience. And that's something that they're going to take with them for the rest of their lives. Um, so um, is that something that will continue post-pandemic? Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful, um, you know, once... I don't know, I think of that scene from uh, the, the Little Mermaid or whatever, like there's, there's no taking their voice away now. Once they've, once they've felt it, once they've experienced this opportunity um, that, you know, that they can share, they can capture and then share, because it's, it's, it's twofold, right? It's not just capturing the voice and then sharing it with one teacher, because guess what? It, when we're doing that, it's that then it's sort of no better than a worksheet, right? When it's meant for the teacher's eyes or ears only, no bueno. Um, you know, so I think that it's when they can capture their voice and then manipulate their voice and add to their voice and add their friends' voices and interviews, right? All in one um, cohesive piece and then find an audience for that voice and share and have it as an artifact that will live on um, and be very, very different from the rest of their classmates um, and 
but still be right. And I think that that's when you've struck gold is when you can create, you can get students to create content that is um, unique and still checks all the boxes. Um, I just, I think that that's really super valuable. Yeah, and I can imagine it'll be something interesting to see develop over time as a student ages. Uh, they can go back and they can hear their their voice, but also their thoughts and how they've grown year over year or from middle school to high school and, and beyond. Is that uh, something that um, you've already started to experience since you've been doing this, or do you think that's something we'll see longer benefits you know, beyond uh, as this uh, continues to evolve? Well, so one of the first use cases that I talk about, you know, when I'm talking to teachers of any subject, and they tend to love this is, um, you know, when working with students at that, you know, um, kindergarten, first grade level where their written expression definitely doesn't match their, you know, verbal expression, and they can speak a blue streak, right? But their what they can write doesn't really match up with that. And so I have this really great story of this little girl who just, she was a newcomer from Ghana, and she had just moved to Maine. And her teacher had asked her to um, write a picture book about her life in Ghana. And um, so she did. And it took her, I think, like, 12 minutes and it consisted of like um, stick figures and a few, a few words. I love my dog. I love my grandma. I loved my house. You know, um, I love Ghana. And, you know, so that took 12 to 15 minutes and was, it was a great example of what she could write and draw so then the teacher opened up Soundtrap and pressed record. Um, this was pre-pandemic, of course, um, and pressed record and said, now tell me about Ghana and your life. And so for only in only two minutes, she recorded 187 words and um, and they were you know beautifully spoken. And then she was able, the teacher was able to transcribe those words. And so to be able to show this little girl what she had just created um, was one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen. And so then what that teacher committed to doing is a work sample like that every you know month or quarter um, to see the comparison. And, you know, I think that it's pretty valuable to watch. This is a girl that is probably not going to struggle with her written expression. Um, it was just her, her age, right? But so to be able to watch um, her written expression and her spoken expression sort of catch up to each other, uh, I just think would be so magical and special. Um, yeah, so that's one, one example of capturing um, learning and, and growth over time. And in fact, you know, our, our mutual friend, uh, Ross Romano just had a baby. And one of the first things I told him is, you've got to capture your child's voice um, and, and, and every month, you know, set yourself a reminder to get into Soundtrap and just 
record their voice for five minutes and add it as a new track every time. And what a gift that would be at age five to, you know, go back through. Um, and I used to have to do that with my own son. I thought he was going to have some um, articulation issues and when he was very young. And, um, and so it was before I knew about Soundtrap, but I would just like use my voice recorder app on my phone and every month capture and, because we're very bad historians, right? And so like we, we, we um, you know, he would make growth, but I, because it happens so gradually and so slowly, I wouldn't see it. So having a tool like Soundtrap to be able to sort of document growth, document change, um, and to have a, a student or a group of students or even a teacher um, monitor their growth. And I just think that would be... That's a pretty great way to use the tool. Yeah, and of course, students that may be struggling from year to year, that new teacher could go back and listen to some of the progress and things to get up to speed. Um, I see a lot of powerful ways to use that um, data and the, those recordings. Um, we've talked a lot about uh, giving voice. Um, I want to shift gears for a second also and talk about the power of listening um, and being heard right on the other end. And, and I'm thinking of students producing their own podcast or their own shows and having other students, their peers, you know, listen to those and their teachers and their parents and get to hear someone's authentic voice versus just a conversation where people may be talking over each other. Um, but to really hear from someone's authentic voice and learn from them sounds like a really powerful byproduct uh, of Soundtrap as well. And I mean, how often in a classroom setting, um, when you have 25 students and, you know, you have your list of standards that you have to achieve and, you know, it's generally the students that are listening to the teacher, rarely do they get to practice deep listening um, to their classmates and their peers. And so I think that um, having a tool that will support the growth of and, and being able to allow students the opportunity to listen, pause, listen again, um, skip back, skip over. And I think a lot of times of small groups being handled in, in one soundtrack project, for example, and being able to, if I know that I'm a struggling learner and I, I'm a little bit more hesitant um, to sort of share my voice, but you and I were in the same group. And I know that every time you just answer the question so perfectly, so clearly, you know, I might wait my turn and let you sort of um, give your answer, give your response. And then I'll, I'll sit with it in my own space, on my own computer, in my own time, and listen to your response and listen and listen again and pause and, and, and start recording mine and hate it and delete it and try again. I think that kids are not afforded those opportunities in the traditional classroom. And um, I can't imagine what that might do for a student that isn't, you know, either doesn't have the um, the time, space, or capacity to sort of have that opportunity and then have being able to scaffold your learning like that and to learn what a world when I can learn from you, my classmate, my peer, my age mate, my friend, as opposed to, you know, um, a, a, some sample in a book that I have no personal connection to. 
um, and, you know, to be able to play to my strengths, right? When you're talking about podcasting inside a soundtrack, we do not all have the same role. Um, you know, you would be the producer, I would be the interviewer, someone else would, um, you know, do sound design and we all get to play to our strengths and try that out for a while. And then maybe flex a little bit, the next podcast, the next episode. Um, I, I think that that's an important thing too, working on teamwork and, um, developing those types of skills as well. And we talk a lot on my podcast about project-based learning and the power of that. This is perfect for project-based learning. Um, we're running out of time, so I want to shift gears to another very important um, population that is using Soundtrack. We've spoken about the educators a little bit, um, but with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are used by over 10,000 uh, teachers worldwide. Um, and I can just assume with that many teachers using it that it's got to be easy. Uh, it's got to be integratable with other systems they're using. Uh, talk to us about the accessibility for teachers um, that maybe aren't the most tech savvy and have quickly become proficient in 2020, uh, but just talk about the teacher experience. Yeah, really good point. Thanks for bringing it up. I think even pre-pandemic, um, we were very um, user-friendly um, for teachers and students alike. It's very easy to uh, import students for teachers that use Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams. Um, there are also, you know, we have integrations with different LMSs as well. So um, that is the onboarding process for teachers is very seamless, um, very easy, very friendly, um, very intuitive. Um, and, you know, we're working every day to make it even more um, accessible and intuitive. Um, so, you know, the process from, you know, signing up to actually starting opening a project um, and sharing it as an assignment can be, can happen within five minutes. Um, it's very easy and um, uh, clean and sleek. And that's one of the things I talk about with Soundtrap. When you, when you open up the studio, whether you're a student or a teacher, it's very sleek, very clean. It doesn't look like the inside of a cockpit, right? It's just, um, it's intuitive and sleek. However, with the few simple clicks, you open up hundreds of effects and loops and sound effects and um, instruments. So it's by no means basic either. Um, so yeah, the, the integrations make it really simple uh, to use. Like I said, you just need an internet connected device and um, it's a way you go, right? And, and kids can collaborate. However, um, the EDU platform um, has what we call a walled garden. So in order for us to collaborate, we'd need to be in a shared group and, um, and that, uh, you know, that keeps kids safe. Um, because again, you know, we do have a consumer version and an EDU version, and it's important to us that all students and teachers are in that EDU version to allow for um, those safety features to be in place and those guardrails to be there uh, because there is a video chat feature and a text chat feature, um, and it is at its core meant to be collaborative. We just need to make certain that kids are able to collaborate with um, pre-approved folks. I love that. That's a perfect way to kind of 
uh, wrap up the, the question portion. And then we always like to end, as my listeners know, with uh, a success story. And I know you've already shared a few really powerful stories. So I'm hoping you have one more for us uh, as we wrap up our time here. It could be a, a school, a district, a student. Uh, but just talk to us about uh, one more really uh, positive story that give us a little more hope going into uh, the rest of 2021. Yeah, I sure will. So we just wrapped up our second summit. Um, so Soundtrap EDU Summit, and it was, you know, completely virtual. Uh, and the first summit happened in September, where we interviewed um, loads of thought leaders on actually student voice uh, was the title of the summit. Um, and Matt Miller of Ditch That Textbook was our host. And then this summit 2.0, which happened last week, um, we asked five teachers, five practitioners, like star students um, that are using a Soundtrap in their classrooms in really powerful and meaningful ways to look at the content that was created from Summit 1.0 and kind of synthesize it and, you know, make sense of it and then talk about how they might use it in their classroom um, with their students. And so we called those five teachers our um, Soundtrap producers. So sort of like an ambassador program of sorts. And one of those teachers uh, who I came to know pretty well is a woman named Stevie Frank, who was podcasting with her fifth graders. And um, it started out as sort of just, a, just sort of like a curiosity and a passion project of hers. Um, and she knew nothing about podcasting. Her students knew nothing about podcasting. And together they learned. Um, and they, along the way, heard about the NPR Student Podcast Challenge. Um, and they entered and they earned these fifth graders um, in Zionsville, Indiana, I believe, um, uh, won an honorable mention. Um, and so I think that that is one of my favorite stories. Um, my colleague Taylor would have about 30,000 music um, heavy, uh, uh, you know, sort of music heavy uh, celebrations to share. But um, I, I like to really shine a light on some of the spoken word kind of things. So um, Stevie Frank's class getting an honorable mention at the NPR student podcast um, challenge after not having any real knowledge about podcasting. Um, that was pretty special. That's amazing. And giving students a uh, voice, giving them ownership of their voice, to some degree ownership of their education moving forward. Um, it's just such a great benefit. Audrey, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Uh, we will have you on again later this year for an update, if that's all right with you. Yes. Excellent. And to my audience, thank you so much for joining another episode. We hope you learned a lot today. And remember to always, always keep learning.